Welcome to Pastors of the Roundtable, the discipleship podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church, brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan, encouraging thoughtful discussion, very thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connecting you to the people and the ministries of MMBC, swaying back and forth to the uh, cool beats and rhythms here of this Coldplay and U2 inspired. Both of those are British rock bands, aren't they? So, I don't know. You don't. U2 is. He's Irish, right? I don't know. U2 is just one person? No. Bono. It's a band. Is the front man for U2, right? So, I mean, it's. Couldn't name one song by either of those groups you mentioned. Coldplay? You could know. What's that song? Um, bum, there, bum, bum, isn't there one bum, they bum, called Yellow? Bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 You know that song? Uh, I mean, I'm just, if you played it, I'd probably go, oh, yeah, I've heard this song before. But to match it with who plays it, I don't. Have you ever seen those videos that, like, uh, people will go to rock concerts or, like, uh, I don't know, like, shows, and they'll have, like, a certain band, like, T-shirt on, and the guy interviewing people will go like, "Okay, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can name ten songs of the of the band that's on your <laughs> really? show." And they're like, uh, uh, "And he exposes the posers." That's awesome. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be me. That would be me too. I couldn't do it. I don't wear band shirts very much, though. That's one of the reasons so, I don't wear like at all. Actually, any kind of, I try not to wear any kind of sports clothes. Like I oh, have really? a couple of University of Kentucky T-shirts or whatever, and I try not to wear them because people will talk to me. They'll be like, "About the dude, the I was team. there when Tim Couch was." <laughs> I was like. Cool, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you remember Tim Couch? No. Oh, no. Weighed like 400 pounds. No, he didn't. That was Jared Lorenzen. Oh, yeah, Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> was he a coach Hefty, at Lefty. Tim Couch was the number one overall pick in like the 1999 oh. NFL draft from Kentucky. He was the quarterback. Yeah, my household, like, number one, I was a little young at that point. But number two, my household did not care about football. They only cared about basketball. Yeah. So... We, I wouldn't have known that anyway. Well, they were good that year. That's they, great. They were really good. So, um, so means a lot. Look up, look up Tim Couch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. War number two. I used to like Tim Couch, even though he wasn't good. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> he was picked first. So. He was number one overall. He though. was good. Yeah. His so, NFL career, not good. Not good. Does not that good. mean he got picked by the Lions? No, the he Browns. was Browns. <laughs> played for Cleveland. <laughs> Maybe worse. Okay. I don't know. The Browns are they're neck and neck. Yeah. So, all right, we will have to do our preseason NFL. Maybe you know what we should do? We should do a fantasy football league just here on staff. Do that during VBS, week. and we could have Scott there, and uh, you know, we could even have Anna and Randy in, and uh, Rhonda. Rhonda probably would win. She probably would, because <laughs> Bob would. Yeah, yeah, he would know. He'd get involved. He'd yeah. get involved in it. We could we could do a. Uh, uh, Do you know what fantasy football is, yeah. Scott? Yeah. You know the premise of it? Uh, yeah. Like what happens in it? Yeah, I think so. I've done it before. You did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like our church had a league, isn't it, where like you get, you, I'm going to sound so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yes. You have like the list of all the players. You get to pick like your team for like certain positions or whatever. Uh-huh. And you get to play certain ones in certain weeks. And yeah. based on how they perform in their games, Gets, you get points, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well exactly done. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People pay a lot of money to do that. Yeah. People do. Yeah, yeah. You can also play for free. You, you can. can. I do it for free. <laughs> I play yeah. for free. I play for free. But I know, like, there's a lot of people. It. I. 
I don't feel like it's as popular as it used to be, maybe. At least in the people that I know. At least they don't, don't talk know. about it. But I feel like the people that I used to know, that's all they would ever talk about. Yeah. Is their fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> Can make it a little more interesting watching the games. Yeah. You got fantasy people. Yeah. Out. Yeah, no, I'm sure it does. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I did so terribly in it is because I never watched any of the games. I don't think I ever switched out any of my players. If you, if you, had, if you had the first pick in the MMBC fantasy draft this year, who are you going to pick? What do you mean? NFL draft. You have the first pick. So who are you picking? I don't know any players. You don't know a single player of who to pick in the NFL draft. The number one pick. You have it. Scott has it. You're on the board. And Scott is takes. Tim Tebow still in the NFL? <laughs> I don't know any other players. I really I like I'm thinking of some names where I was like I don't think they play anymore. Yeah, Tim Tebow does not. Okay, he doesn't. No, <laughs> no. See, he hasn't played in a long time. See, he's writing Christian books and stuff like that nowadays. He tried baseball for a yeah, little bit. Didn't work. That's like what Michael Jordan did, right? Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. At least in the movie. No. I don't know if it's in real life. He did really do. That's why it was a space jam. At least in the documentary, I saw Michael Jordan. That is true. That is a true uh, thing that happened, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. Well, we can give Scott the first pick and not be worried. Yeah, not be worried. Spencer was making fun of me the other day because he asked me if I could could choose, like, the top five or whoever players from the NBA to be on, like, a dream team. Who would they be? And I listed... Like of any time, and I, I listened, and he was like, "Well, you don't have a center." Like, okay, sorry. <laughs> he was like Larry Bird. I uh, just thought of the first few names that came to me. They're from Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're all Charles Space Barkley, <laughs> Sean Bradley, Michael Jordan, <laughs> Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, <laughs> Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy Bugs. Oh man, I was Muggsy Bugs recently um, playing with NBA with my kids, and I think I scored a lot with Muggsy. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Were you on Hall of Fame mode? No, not that time. Oh, okay. No, I play Hall of Fame mode when I'm by myself um, because I like the challenge of trying to get better. But my kids, they they don't they don't do that. They put it on low mode. So if Spencer is by himself, he has either the opportunity to watch a very old movie in black and white, yeah. or some random documentary about the Russian Revolution or something, or. <laughs> Play NBA on which one are you doing? Hall of Fame. Mode. I, last night I played NBA. I, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like it's one of those. I things. turn on a podcast and I listen to it while I'm playing the NBA game, and that's how I relax. And I got Winston right by me. There you go. Sounds so, awesome. I just think it's a it's a it's a not it's, a mix of things I would have put together. There's an amazing amount of of things that go on in my life that you just don't know. I mean, I'm a complicated man. Yeah, <laughs> deeply complicated. I understand. <laughs> Okay, well, we can talk about our reading, what we're reading, our summer reading list later on. But um, that'd be great. Yeah, right now we're going to talk about who is God. Mm. Who is God? Um, that's another question that people are typing into Google um, and asking, um, "Who is God?" Now it's interesting; they're not asking what is God, but who is this God? Um, now, I guess let's throw this out here. Who are the options? What are the options about who is God? You know, just from a, if I'm an unbeliever and I'm just exploring religion generally, what are my religious options out there? You it's know, in, it's infinite. Yeah, it's who is God is. I would say it's infinite. You have whole smorgasbord right. to choose from. If you're looking at religions, right, you've got Islam, you've got Allah, Is the, they would say he is God. Um, 
Judaism. I guess that would have to be maybe your first decision is do you, are you going to accept a God and in a monotheistic sense? Right. 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 Or Or, or a pantheistic sense or a pluralistic. Yeah. I mean, because Mormonism is pluralistic. Mm -hmm. So it's Hinduism. Uh, Yeah. Hinduism. I mean, yeah. Just depending on, you have to, first of all, you come up with an idea or you have to wrestle with the question about what is even, what is even, what, what, what is this idea that I've even got of God so that I can put whatever that is or whoever that is in this category? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of basic questions you're going to have to do a lot of research on um, and think through um, because you're right, Scott, it could be any number of, of different things. Um as you're you're wrestling through that, so um, I don't know. What do you think? You know, you have uh, an unbeliever on the street. What are they thinking? How are they? Are they even? If you were to ask them, who is God? What would they say? Do you think? Or or what are some of the the uh, the ideas that you think you would get from them? Uh, not from from different types of people. I think. I mean, maybe the average person in the United States. I think that they would have some kind of, uh, their conception of God would probably have, or at least what they were looking for, would have some kind of resemblance to the Christian God just because of the culture that they've grown up in, um, being, you know, historically a largely Christian culture and influenced by Christian ideas and Western thought. So I think that that would be, it would it would be something more, it wouldn't look like Hinduism, right? I don't think. I don't think it would look like, like Unless they're Greek intentionally looking for that, and yeah, but like if they were just like a you know a person genuinely seeking something, right? They would probably start at something if there's like a sliding scale, right, of Christianity and then whatever else on the far opposite end of whatever that might be. I think they would probably start closer to Christianity just because of the influence of our culture on their life and upbringing. And in many ways, it's a like a, a deistic version of of uh, of uh, that God because he's he's distant except whenever I want him here. Right? Yeah, I think they would generally think God is good. Right? right. They would pull from movies they've seen, cartoons, even they watched growing up as a child. It's a they, Wonderful Life. You ever uh, seen it? I don't think so. Clarence. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. Sorry. I'm thinking more like Looney Tunes <laughs> of like the angel on one shoulder, oh, yeah. the devil on the yeah. other shoulder. That's yeah. like a deistic idea right. of God right. of like, there's this never ending battle between sure. good and evil yeah. and God is the good one. Mm-hmm. Right. Always wanting the right thing, the light mm-hmm. purity. Um, I think that that would be some of their conception. Yeah. So let, let's think about this. So the Bible, what is it that makes God, God, if someone was to ask you, so what's, what is it? You know what I mean? What is, what is he, it that makes somebody div- I mean, he's divine. always been. There's no creating God. God was never created. There's no, there's no time without God. Uh, time doesn't exist without, without God. And so you have that ever, you know, right. uh, immortal, ever present. You'd ha- you have to go probably into some of the attributes of God to, to explain that. Yeah, He's the giver, like we talked about this recently, the giver of life, yeah. right, mm-hmm. of all life. Yeah, First Timothy 6 says the only immortal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's, a, that's something that is only true of him. Right. Um, and so he's beyond <clears throat> he's beyond everything in the sense of like his omni-attributes, 
of being all powerful, all knowing, ever present, everywhere at all times, right? So it's not like, well, God's with Tim today. Tomorrow he'll be in India with that guy. And right. Be, no, it's he's ever present at all at all times. Um, so these are some of the ways that God is uh, described. So God is first of all distinct from creation, because there's obviously some religions that you know pantheism where God is in everything in the sense in which He mm-hmm. is um, part of mm-hmm. part of creation, and we are all part of God, and that's not what we're saying. Um, because the Bible makes a distinction between the God creator and his creation. So the creator is not his creation, but he is present with his creation everywhere. And so one of the things you started talk, we started talking about, Tim, you mentioned he's outside of time. One of the things we start doing with God when we have to try to, we try to start describing who he is. And one of the things we start doing is by saying what he is not. And uh, some people don't like this, but this is because God is unsearchable. So, for instance, we say, um, when we're saying God is eternal, we're saying God is not bound by time. So, he doesn't, he's he's not subject to time, or um, he's uh, omnipresent. That means he's not bound by location, by geographical locations. He's not bound by that. He's not bound, he's infinite, so he's, he's, not, he's not restricted in any way at all. So we start saying what God is not, um, which in some ways is easier um, for us to say than what he really is, because ultimately, um, even the Bible says that he really, um, he only knows his, his only God really knows himself uh, fully. We don't actually, we're never able to fully comprehend who he is. Only God is able to fully comprehend himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, when we start talking about who God is, we distinct we distinguish him from creation, and then we also say um, that he is not bound. He's he's a he's in a category completely different from us. Because one of the dangers we can also have is okay, well, he's just we're here on this chain, and this we're on level twenty three, and God is on level one. But the problem is, is we're not even on the same ladder as God. God is in a completely different category from us um, because some people will say, well, we're on a chain of being. So we're just, we can, if we gradually were able to evolve, we could become divinity, mm-hmm. but we're saying, no, 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 no. God is not even on the same ladder as us. He's, he's out. He's in a completely different category all by himself. So we're different. And then because for instance, Mormonism is the belief that you humans, we're the same species. We're the same stuff as God is. It's just that the our our heavenly Father is higher up. He's more evolved, so to speak, than we are, and we will one day get there. And we're saying as Christians, nope, that's not the way this works either. He's in a completely separate category, all by himself, and no one else is in that category, but the one divine nature. Um, so that, that sets, that sets us apart in a, right away. Um, and that's actually one of the big radical, um, statements of the old Testament hero, Israel, the Lord, your God, the Lord is one. He is utterly unique and one, which was a, a crazy, a bold statement, um, um, in the, uh, in the old Testament. So when we say God is one, 
what are we meaning? Um, so like sometimes when we start getting into the doctrine of the Trinity, um, sometimes we will, some people will say, well, the doctrine of the Trinity is so confusing because he's one in three and three in one. What, how would you respond to somebody who describes it that way? And how would you try to, um, help them understand what we're saying when we talk about the Trinity, God being triune. I think I would tell them it is hard to understand. I wouldn't shy away from that. I wouldn't want to make it simplified either. I think that's uh, shortchanging them what it is. Uh, We do believe in one God, but as you said, in three distinct persons, God, the father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And where we get this from is from Scripture. Uh, Jesus himself declares himself to be God, equal with God. And so uh, he also says there's one coming, uh, greater than me, he says, but he's speaking of the Holy Spirit who would come after he ascends. And we see that in Acts. And, and so... You have to have a way to describe that, right? We have one God, but we see three persons of the Godhead. And we could even go all the way to Genesis where it says, let us make, right? There's this plurality of language there of the three persons. And Jesus, I mean, we see that even with, with Jesus, right? That he he always has been so he gets these attributes of God. Creation was made through him, by him, and through him. Uh, so I, I don't want to shy away from the complexity of it and how difficult it is to talk about it. Because when we try again, when we try to simplify it, we run into heresy <laughs> every time we try to say, you know, well, it's like this or it's like this. No, it's not. We don't have anything that we can uh, compare the Trinity to. No drawing. You know, uh, and and it's also really important, isn't it, to use the terms. So, for instance, I intentionally said it this way, three and one and one and three. That's actually not by itself. That's not what we believe. Like you said, Tim, we believe there is one. God is one being who exists in three persons. So we're not saying he's one person and three persons or one being and three beings. So the nouns that we're using to try to describe what we're saying, it's we're not saying you're ever going to be able to fully comprehend everything, but what we are saying is we want to be clear about even the terms we're using to describe um, God as we see revealed in Scripture. So um, God is, if we could put it this way, God is one what? There's only one divine nature because he's one being. So one, one. Uh, there's only one example and one instance of divinity, but that one instance of divinity is co-shared by three persons. Now, how that can happen, I we don't know. We don't try to explain that, but we do say that's that's what we're talking about, um, because for, is in a human level. I am one instance of humanity, you're one instance of humanity, you're one instance of humanity, and we're all three different persons. So uh, as humans, for us, when we think about one instance of humanity, because there's billions of instances of the human nature all around the world, each instance of humanity 
gets one person. But what we're saying is there's only one instance of divinity. But that one instance of divinity is not shared by simply one, is not only found in one person, but that one instance of divinity is co-shared equally by three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Um, And I think that just even helping people get the terminology right, again, we're not going to be able to, um, this is, this is right away. It's mystery. Um, but I think the terms are so important here. And there's a reason why the Christian church for thousands of years now has used those words because they're the safest explanations that we have, um, to grasp who God is and to explain who God is, um, um, uh, to unbelievers coming into the church and to one another, I think. Any further thoughts, Scott? I saw you were looking at the Athanasian Creed. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, if somebody wants to, I mean, see, like, a historical, faithful statement of what Christianity teaches, I mean, you could look at the Athanasian Creed. Right. But one of the things I was thinking, and I'm I'm not, uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm because I'm not uh, well-versed enough to actually have an intelligent conversation, but there was a podcast I was listening to several months ago at this point but one of the things they were talking about of why people even if they use the correct terminology like the historical terminology of like persons or uh, in essence or whatever is uh, even if they use that terminology and language they can still misunderstand the trinity if they don't understand to the writers of the athanasian creed what did they mean by person like, but is their conception of a person yeah, different than our conception of it? And the argument they were making is they, they did not think the same thing that we think when they were talking about essence and persons. And I, I, I don't know much more to, to really tease that out, but I just thought that was really interesting because you yeah. have to interpret those creeds and those things in the way that the writers intended right. for them to be interpreted. Um, but they were talking about the misunderstandings um, that people have of the Trinity and how a lot of that can be solved if you if you make sure you are conceiving of what a person is mm-hmm. in the way that um, that the ancient writers and the ancient fathers were. It's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it is what it is. So go, go take that for what it is because I can't tease it out any more than that. But right. it was interesting. Right. No, I think that's very important. I think that um, one of the things we're running into as Christians is the lack of talking about this truth about who God is. We haven't done a good job um, in grounding anybody, honestly, in the doctrine of the Trinity for a very long time at a very basic level. Um, We've kind of just assumed it. it, We've just, we've just used the word, but we've actually never talked about it um, uh, very well. And in churches all across, I think uh, the Western world, particularly, there are uh, some practical ways to think about the Trinity of, of why it's important. So like my example would be in prayer. I think a good way to help teach the Trinity is in prayer mm-hmm. uh, because without the Trinity, we cannot pray. And so what I mean by that is we pray to the Father, but we can only pray to the Father through the Son because he's our mediator and what he has done for us. And we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us in our prayer. 
And so we see the need for Trinity, even in something as simple as communicating mm-hmm. with God. Without it, we, we can't. Is there any other uh, thing like that yeah. that you can think of? Uh, for me, right away comes up is just simply the gospel message. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the we like you said, Tim, we have hints, um, dark hints of the Trinity in the Old Testament. But it's really the 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 actual coming into the daylight of this of who God is is given in the New Testament when the Father sends the Son in the Spirit, and so it's really the whole historical accomplishment that we read about in the Gospels and in the Book of Acts and all throughout the Epistles that we really see the Gospel in many ways is the revelation of the Triune God. Mm-hmm. as our Savior, um, the Father sending his Son, the Son and the Father sending the Spirit. Um, the Spirit is the one that the fa- through whom the Father creates the Son and the, or, you know, or uh, causes the Son to be conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary. So it's very, it's impossible to talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ and God's grace to us without talking about the Trinity. Um, you can't do it. And that's why we would say uh, a Christian church <clears throat> Sorry, a Christian church who does not agree with the Trinity, we would say, is heretical, and we can't be with because it's not a church. It's not a church because it it's it's doing then something with Jesus that would not allow Jesus to actually be our Savior, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's why this becomes important. Uh, yeah, and may need to unite. You might not become a scholar on no. the Trinity. But it is good to have a base understanding and why it, why we see it scripturally and the importance of of it. Uh, in there, yeah, because like it's going to about. it's going to impact in the way you read the Bible. Yeah, the way you think about mm-hmm. um, yeah any any number of texts of scripture, you're going to be impacted by how you interpret them, and then that also because the who we understand the God who saves us is impacts the salvation that we think he's brought to us Mm -hmm. and you can't separate those two. Um, and so that's why I think it is, it is very important to understand the Trinity to, to at least get a basic grasp of it and, um, to sing about it, to talk about it in Mm -hmm. church, church as well. Let me go through some of these other questions. We did it with the last one, but when you type in Google, it'll ask you like some similar questions people are asking. I'll run through some of these. Stop me if you guys want to talk about one or if you find it interesting. Uh, Who is God according to the Bible? We talked about that. Who is God and why? What makes God a God? Kind of talked about that. Why do we believe in God? Where did God say that he is God? Uh, How is God physically described in the Bible? We didn't really talk about that at all. What do you guys... I don't know if they're talking about metaphors. You know, so for instance, God is described as having hands in the Bible, right? He's his, his arm is reached out and mightily. Well, we know God literally doesn't have an arm. I don't know if that's what they're talking about. Yeah. It's described as spirit and scripture. Right. Uh, we do. But when we talked about like Jesus, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the right. father. And right. so there are physical attributes uh, to Christ in the incarnation. Right? In yeah. the incarnation. Uh, we do have that. Uh, but yeah, that's a, Good one. I don't. I don't know exactly what they meant there either, Spencer. Uh, who's the true God according to Jesus? Who is the true God according to Jesus? It's uh, an interesting one. Uh, what is God's real name? 
Like Moses asked that, remember? Mm-hmm. He said, I am. Yeah. I would say, too, it's been fully revealed this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is the origin of God? Where is God when we suffer? So that's a more practical yeah. thing of suffering. Um, where did God come from according to the Bible? Is God the Father and God the Son the same? And how do Christians describe God? Yeah. So we answered a lot of those, or at least hit on most of them, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's complex it and good and deep question. People should God. Yeah. Well, I think we've we've exhausted this topic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, wow. <laughs> How long have we been going? Twenty eight minutes. Less than thirty minutes we've exhausted. Well, seven, seven minutes was your explanation of fantasy football. So <laughs> at least I was able to do it kind of. I know what I'm saying. Seven minutes was that. So we went twenty one minutes on God and who he is. We're good. We're, good. Yeah. We're getting better at this. <laughs> All right. Okay. I wonder well, what Jameson would say about this one. It's not bad. Not, you know, I've bad. heard worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do uh, this song going away now. Scott's jamming. Look at him over there. He likes this one. Uh, he likes this. Song. It reminds me of the band Cutlass. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember Cutlass, Tim? I like Cutlass. I remember listening to them when Dave I was younger. Dave likes Cutlass. We played them at camp. Yeah, we did. We did. You should play a little Switchfoot at camp next time. Switchfoot? I was never used I, I listened to them some when I was younger. Do you know Switchfoot? I've heard of these names, but once again, I couldn't tell you a single song or reference one. Well, you knew you would know Switchfoot. Yeah. I was never a Switchfoot. Maybe. All right. Well, take care. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>